Hi, this is Brittany Van Mater, CEO and founder of Spin and Give. And my experience on that Total Mom Sense was amazing. Got to share so much information, so much support from you guys. Thank you so much. It's that time of year again, where our immunity is really being tested. I have to feel 100% in order to run my weekly podcast, fulfill deliverables for my clients and partners, manage my household, and take care of my family of five. So believe me, I take my health seriously and take all the measures I can to feel my best. Sambacol was developed by a virologist and is a dietary supplement that provides powerful immune support fueled by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. Black elderberries are a natural source of vitamin A, C, and E, and contain antioxidants that may help fight free radicals. The gummies and syrup have a delicious berry flavor and are easy to incorporate into my daily wellness routine. They're dairy, egg, gluten, nut, soy, and wheat-free, vegan and vegetarian friendly, and they do not have any artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. Visit SambucolUSA.com, and that's spelled S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-U-S-A.com, and use my code MOMSENSE15 to receive 15% off your order of $9.99 or more. This offer is valid for U.S. customers only. Sometimes parents need a little reminder that our health comes first, and Sambucol can help kids clothing and kids yeah. accessories because they're not only are they also receiving fast fashion already too like we do their turnover rate of how quickly they grow out of stuff she's like yeah he'll barely wear this i'll wear it twice and be done and they send them 10 you know or i have 10 of these or i have two of these or why don't you give it to me i'll resell it online Instead of you getting a commission, which do you need the, you know, hundred dollars here and there, whatever that, that you would get from the resale or other consignment shops, why don't we choose to donate it to your charity? And she was like, Oh, I love that. And I was like, do you think the brands will get upset? Will they stop sending you stuff? And she's like, well, no, it's good for the brands because then it relives. It's like getting sold again and again to other people who probably never used that brand. And now they get it discounted and they're going to fall in love with the brand. Hi there, it's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids, and of course, their mom sense and dad sense superpower. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chris Lynn. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan. Hi, this is Tony Leroy. Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Next to diapers, what would you say is the most wasteful thing that parents have to deal with with young kids? Clothes. Every few months, they're growing out of their clothes and we are constantly buying more and buying more. And 
what happens to them afterwards? Do we give them away? Do we discard them? There should be an easier way to pass on our kids' outfits to one another and safeguard them and enjoy them. My guest today has come up with a brilliant way to do just that. Brittany Van Mater grew up in Los Angeles and Austin, Texas. She is the daughter of musician Don Healy of the Eagles fame. Brittany graduated from Concordia University with a bachelor's degree in business and then got her master's in visual and media arts from Emerson College. After working in the entertainment industry herself, Brittany saw firsthand how so many clothes and accessories were gifted to celebrities and their children that would eventually go unused. Following a conversation with her best friend, Eva Longoria, she came up with the initial concept for her company, Spin and Give. Spin and Give is an e-commerce consignment platform where celebrities and entertainment personalities can donate clothing and so much more. The profits go toward a charity of their choice. Spin and Give works with a number of charities who support women, children, LGBTQ communities, the environment, and so many other noteworthy causes. Spin and Give sheds light on the importance of sustainability and donation through reselling stylish clothing to those in need. Celebrity donors include Victoria Beckham, Reese Witherspoon, Cheryl Crow, and more. Prior to starting Spin and Give, she spent seven years serving on the board of Kids in a New Groove, which is a program that is committed to one-on-one -on -one mentoring relationship through free weekly private music lessons. Brittany's mission for Spin and Give is to help reduce the waste of clothes and textiles, give clothes more lives with resale, and keep them out of landfills, all while giving back to other charities in need. She enjoys spending time with her husband, Gary, and four-year-old son, Miles, and staying in shape by swimming and Pilates. Brittany, thank you so much for joining me on That's Total Mom Sense. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about who young Brittany was as a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Young Brittany was pretty much how I am today. Very independent, strong-minded and willed. Also a, a, a funny, witty, dry sense of humor. I always <laughs> had that as a kid too. Really just had a, a really great childhood. Like uh, even going through divorced families and, and different things. I, I, I really was always a happy child. And I've noticed in my son, he's the same. He has the same demeanor, just happy and, and, and joyful and enjoy life. Oh, that's so sweet. We, we know your dad from Eagles fame. Um, do you have a favorite song that he sang to you guys growing up? He definitely was a very, you are my sunshine singing that because <laughs> he sings it to my son now. And actually I started singing that to him. And it was so funny when I heard him sing it to him. I was oh like, my oh my gosh, that's what I sing to him every night. So that's one of his favorites, like lullabies for us and for Miles. But as far as my favorite Eagles songs... It's not, he gets so tired of them from singing them so much. It's not like he hums them around the house. <laughs> he actually makes us turn it off if it pops on the radio. But for me, I, I've always loved Heart of the Matter. Mm. And Desperado, he just, like when he sings it on stage and it's just him and the, it just, it almost brings me to tears. Oh, absolutely. Chilling. And then as far as like his, so, like I love Boys of Summer, it just, he took me to where he wrote that. In Malibu, there's some swing sets 
and mm-hmm. they're not there anymore, but they were there for a long time. And he took me there once and we were swinging and the sun was setting. He's like, you know, this is where I wrote Boys of Summer. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I just, that song just always has been one of my favorites anyways. Yes. Yeah. And you have a visual to put to the lyrics. Almost. Put to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's great. I love Hotel California. Um, of course. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's, just, again, yeah, it's a classic, a song that right now we're in the dead of winter. I'm in Jersey. And so songs you like are. that can transport you to a warm, sunny, beachy place. I still don't know what the song actually means. He won't really say sort of left up to interpretation. But yeah, it definitely brings you to a, like a nice, warm, something beachy, whatever feeling. Yeah. So what path did you embark on and you know, how did you change gears along the way? Because it's it's always circuitous. You know, you can never connect the dots going forward. Take us on that journey. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I you know, I was just motivated to, once I finished high school, to go to college. It was very important to me. It was important to my father. My mother was supportive of it, but she's like, you know, college isn't for everybody, but... I support you and and doing this. And I remember going into it, just not really knowing what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a news reporter or something. So I took communications. I just picked a basic, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And and then I interned at a news station and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and then just left it basic, like liberal arts, whatever. I, I went for about three years at Concordia. I just knew I needed to get out of Austin and go to LA and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I felt like I needed like life of college, like college life, you know, like mm. to experience life or whatever. And I say it yeah. is like the college of life. Yes. And yeah. I, 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 you know, who knows what they want to do at 18 or 19 or 20. I couldn't figure it out. And I go, I want to go out there and I want to work and I want to see all these different jobs and, and just do a bunch of different stuff and figure it out what it is I'm passionate about. Cause I knew I was like, I'm not going to just go and get this degree and then fall in the footsteps of something that I just, I don't think I want to do for the rest of my life. So for a few years, I just did all these odd jobs and a lot of them were in production. You know, I did theater, but I, I just wasn't one to be on TV or in front of cameras. I loved seeing what are those people behind the cameras doing? I want to know what those guys, they're telling everybody else what to do. Ah. And I realized that's what I want to be. I want to run the show. I want to organize it. I want to be in control of it. And so production was really something that I, I, I was drawn to. So when I finished my undergrad, it was a, a, a program where you could kind of really, I was getting a business degree, but the professor was very open to like, whenever you pitch a business uh, project, you can choose whatever business you want and, and mm-hmm. whatever field. So I always picked like TV production, music, movie production, music production, and I loved it. And so once I got my degree, I was like, I, I want it. and I was older and I realized how much I loved school. And so I was like, I want to keep going. I want to keep learning more, but now I want to specify it specifically to television production, documentary filmmaking, So I went out to Boston, checked out Emerson, and they had a great liberal arts program and television production. So it's like visual and media arts. And it just, you could learn everything from how to use a camera on set to editing on the machines, you know, writing your own scripts and and bring them to life. 
And we all took turns having the, you know, someone's the producer, someone's the camera person, someone's the actor. And I just fell in love with the whole process of it. And for my thesis, I had to write a script Mm -hmm. and then write a three or 400 page thesis about the script and why and this and that I chose it and then had to film it. And I finished my last semester here in Los Angeles. And this was before Eva was on Desperate Housewives. And some of my other friends were just on other little shows or hadn't hadn't hit it big. So mm-hmm. I put all my actor friends in it and it did great. And they had these like little award shows called the Evies at, the, at yeah. Emerson. Uh-huh. And I got nominated for that. And they were all like, how did you get? And then her show hit. She was on Desperate Housewives. <laughs> and Sarah Lancaster was on all kinds of hit shows at that point. And, and it just, everybody was like, how did you get them to do that? How did you get them? like, they're my friends. And they weren't really on anything at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was doing that, Eva had turned to me and she said, I'm so proud of you. And, I, and you did so good at this. I've always wanted to start my own production company. I want you to run it. So I built her production company from the ground up and I just enjoyed every minute of it. And we got to a point where we had a deal with ABC and we wrote and pitched and hired writers and developed scripts or found scripts that we liked and took them and to other networks of ABC passed. And it was just, it was such a ride. It was so much fun and I loved it and loved getting to partner with my best friend and we produce the uh, not the the um, Alma Awards every year, and so I got a lot of experience from that. And then I got offered a job in Austin to go back to Austin to produce music festivals. And I thought that's something different. And I talked to Eva about it, and she was like, "I want you to go and learn all aspects of production. Like you can only mm-hmm. grow from that, right? Right. You can bring it because back it's to still me music events, like everything. Yeah." Yeah. She's like, take it, go and like, learn as much as you can. And if you want to come back, you can, and you'll have even more knowledge of of production. And so I ended up going and staying there for 10 years, loved it so much, met my husband while I was doing it, but it is exhausting after you hit a certain age. So when I hit 40, I was like, I can't do the 17 hour days travel all over the world, not all over the world, but the States. We had Lollapalooza in Chicago, Austin City Limits. We had shows in Nashville, St. Louis, where I met my husband. And Live Nation had taken over half the company. So then they kept adding and adding festivals. And so I was still this one woman part of the production of the festivals that I was just like, it's becoming too much. (laughs) Yes, I can only imagine. I I grew out of that. And then I got pregnant. And my husband and I realized he went to Chapman out here. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, all of our friends are in Los Angeles. And I go, all of my girlfriends are pregnant right now. And in their forties, I yeah. was 41. When I got pregnant with miles, I was like, I, I, I got to go out there and be with my tribe. Yeah. My baby with my friends. I can't do it here in Texas. They have all, all their kids are in like almost high school and college because they got <laughs> married and, and pregnant earlier. Yeah. Right. Which is great too. I wish maybe I was a little bit younger. But it uh, it worked out perfect. I had five girlfriends. We all had boys. And I was lucky enough to stay home with him for the first two years. I started to like look for jobs after that. And it was all about going to run someone else's production company. Why would I run someone else's and just start either my own production company or run my own business? 
like if we were to be a fly on the wall Mm -hmm. during that aha moment you had? You know, it started two parts where once I had my son sort of like seeing how quickly they grow out of stuff and even from his baby shower, like I didn't get through half of the clothes or they were just from a different season and he would never wear it. And so I always had that in the back of my mind. And then we were doing a family photo shoot and I was like, ah, he needs like a sharp little blazer for it. And I walked into, you know, sillyly to Fred Siegel, found the perfect one. And I was like, this is insanely expensive. But I was like, oh, but I can, I can resell it later. I can, I can get it to the real, real. And so Mm -hmm. that's in my mind, I started having this thought of like, how can I come up with a a model like the real, real? And it just didn't hit me. It just didn't hit me. I was trying to think of other products and things. And then one day I was at Eva's and we were going through gifts from his showers, gifts from brands, because it's, it's, it's a marketing thing for brands, which is great for them to get their product out there. And she was like, you know, even as an actress, he gets more stuff than Mm -hmm. I ever did. You know, the strollers and and the car seats. And she was just like, help me. I don't know which one should I pick? You've, you've already gone through this phase. He's they're like nine months apart. And I go, I'll help you. And so we just started going through all this stuff and I go, what are you going to do with the rest of it? And she's like, I don't know. And I went, wait. I've been trying to think of a way to sort of resale luxury kind of goods or just anything in this in this field, but I just couldn't think of it. And I now it's hitting me. It's like kids, kids clothing and kids yeah. accessories, because they're not only are they also receiving fast fashion already too, like we do, their turnover rate of how quickly they grow out of stuff. She's like, yeah, he'll barely wear this. I'll wear it twice and be done. And they send him 10, you know, or I have 10 of these, or I have two of these, or this little jacket, he won't be able to like Burberry jacket. He won't be able to wear it because the time he grows to the winter, it's yeah. going to be too it's big. Not size anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's, the like, worst. that's it. You have that's to do the math in your head and, and your friends and those yeah. on your registry don't do that. Yeah. And I go, babe, why don't you give it to me? And I'll, I'll resell it online. And instead of you getting a commission, which do you need the, you know, hundred dollars here and there, whatever that, that you would get from the resale or other consignment shops, why don't we choose to donate it to your charity? And she was like, Oh, I love that. And I was like, do you think the brands will get upset? Will they stop sending you stuff? And she's like, well, no, it's good for the brands because then it relives. It's like getting sold again and again to other people who probably never used that brand. And now they get it discounted and they're going to fall in love with the brand. And I've gotten great responses from the brands following us and liking it. And so I was like, that's it. We need to go after more people. And she's like, oh, I'll help you. You know, I'll talk to so-and-so and and Reese and Victoria. And I was like, well, I can ask my dad for some people too. And other people I knew in the industry from producing. And and it just sort of trickled into that. And then I was like, but it can be CEOs. It can be musicians, agents, managers. It can just be people of of the industry that are you know behind the scenes that have you know that are fluent and get great stuff and then it can yeah. just be at some point anybody really it's just there needs to be a place where we make sure it lives longer lives 
and it gets recycled, you know, repurposed and repurposed. I'm starting a program this year called Respin, and I'm going to start adding into the packages when we sell to people, you know, when you're done with it, because you're probably going to use it for three to six months, depending on the age. Here's like a QR code or a way to email us to get a free shipping label and send it back to us. Ah. And let us resell it again. And it makes more money for charity and resell it again until it's lived its last life. And then I have so many ideas as to what to do with that from, you know, recycling, upcycling. And then there's now this new technology to regenerate it into more fabric or thread that's organic and then it becomes completely cyclical so it never ends up in the landfill um well how did you come up with the name spin and give because it's okay very catchy thank you it actually started off as because it was very um celebrity focused at first where now it's not so much it's pretty much anybody it was um I was trying to think of like, what is it when somebody like an actor does something and then they turn it into something else? So it's like, oh, a spinoff. The spinoff. And so I had a website. It was called The Spinoff. That's my LLC. And it it eventually just sort of just became too hard to explain that. Like people are like, oh, the spinoff. What does that mean? Mm. And to people who aren't in the industry, I guess, or just didn't understand it. And then I hired a marketing and digital team because I couldn't do the website myself. I couldn't handle all the marketing aspects. And I actually built the 501c3 as spin and give because I was like, oh, once it's been spin recycled, the 501c3 will then give to the charity. And my digital agent goes, that's your name, spin and give. It's so simple. It's so, it's to the point. The logo is great and easy. Yes. We don't have to worry about the data. And it's also easier, you know, when you start getting into your your websites and your Instagram things and like it started to become confusing with the dash because grammatically, as my father said, it has to be spin dash off. And so uh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is great. And I love the ampersand sign. Mm-hmm. Just always like, I just think that it looks cool, even though we have to spell spin and give for most of the stuff. But the logo looks great. And so we just switched it to that because now we will be the 501c3. And so it's already called spin and give, you know, Inc. And so we'll we'll, we'll slowly turn it into the .org as we get more of the 501c3 ready so that 100% of the proceeds all do go to the charities of their choice and other charities. Yeah. As I was browsing through the site, I see that the price uh, price points rather are so there's a wide range and you know you can get some moccasins for eight bucks for your newborn Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. pajamas for 12 bucks and then Mm -hmm. you know it goes upward from there and there's you know so many different brands whether it's disney or the children's place you know or a burberry or prada and i think it's you've really covered a huge range yeah you know i kind of I thought like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of model the real, real and do luxury since mm-hmm. it was coming from these celebrities. But then I realized, no, I want to take it all. Why would I only give those things second lives? I oh. need to make sure everything gets repurposed. I don't want to discriminate against anything because those brands, I want the customers to be able to come on our site and feel like they can get anything. And those things need to be repurposed too, as long as they can. And so I wanted it to be a wide variety 
and be affordable. And, and then there's those mommies that like, I'm not going to spend $600 on a Gucci little dress for my girl, but maybe I'll spend 150 or 200, you know, and, and make sense of it. And then they can send it back and, and, or they can go and, and, you know, sell it somewhere else and make a commission off it if they want to, as long as it's being resold and, and, and resold is all that I ask you know, and, and we try to put on there, like, this was the retail price and now look at where it is now. So you're getting a good deal, but I still feel like the lower I can go, the better and the more, but the more we can give back to charity too, at the same time. So I like having those high end pieces because it gives back more to the organizations. Yes. And, and then the low, the, the more affordable stuff, people buy tons of it. And so that gets donated too. So it's like, it's a win-win. And I even tell them to send me the stuff with holes in it, stains on it. You think it's never going to get, you know, don't throw it away. That is my thing. Don't throw it away because it'll end up in landfill and I will find a way to repurpose it, get it to families in need, find a way to upcycle it through uh, maybe fashion schools. They could use it. And then this new technology that's out there that we can break it down molecularly and molecularly, I always have a hard time saying that, (laughs) and turn it into new fabric and new thread. We have to change consumerism. We have to change the way these brands and and bigger organizations like make their clothes. It's going to be a long process, but I hope that we can develop some programs that will help teach them how to do it and educate people on how like, don't throw this out will will help you repurpose it. And how can you know my community get involved with donating and purchasing all of it? Yeah. So you can purchase with us on uh shopspinandgive.com. It's been so many donations coming in. Like I still have like probably thousands of products still sitting. Like it's just been me. And I have, I have one person helping me, but it just comes in so much. So there'll be, there'll be new stuff coming up soon within the next year. We have so much up online right now. So you can, you can shop with us at shopspinandgive.com. And we also look for donors as far as both, you know, donating uh, clothes and toys and accessories that are, you know, in good shape. A lot of our stuff is like gently worn to, you know, tags on them still and new, um, but like I said, we'll take everything because then we've started collecting things that we can hopefully regenerate someday. But we also have info at shopswinandgive.com if you have any questions. And then we also will take in, you know, donations to help us keep going and running the business. It's it's not easy to run a website, have a warehouse, clean the clothes, so um, fix them so people can donate to to the cause at donors at shops. Is it don- donor? at shopspinandgive.com. If not, just do info at shopspinandgive.com. I'll answer. Yes, (laughs) I'll answer. Well, yeah, we'll share that in the show notes as well. I do want to touch on your, you know, motherhood journey. You know, how have you trusted your mom sense, that built-in sixth sense we have when it comes to miles? I've always been a careful person and, and, and stuff in life, but never, no anxiety, and just a little bit more laid back. And I had miles and, mm-hmm. and just like everybody says, it, cha- it changes you all of a sudden learned what like deep, deep love and having to keep this person alive means. And that mom sense like just took over and I didn't think it would ever affect me. I was like, I'll go back to work right away. I'll, you know, just be, 
easy going and not be so crazy about this and crazy about that. I, I went crazy, you know, like everything, it, you know, to worrying about when he goes to play or go to school and just have it like the anxiety is just to the roof. And, you know, I was talking to, of course I have a therapist and my husband and like, you have more at stake now, you know, mm-hmm. once they come into your lives that these things are just so precious to you. But like mom's, I have a great story about total mom's sense of knowing something was wrong and that we have to speak for them because they can't. Mm-hmm. He had taken a flight back home from the holidays and he had his words, you know, at, at it was like around 14 months. So he had his like, you know, good amount of words that he was saying. And he had a little ear issue with the flight. I kept asking the doctor, check the ear, check the ear, something's wrong. No, it looks good. It looks good. And he just stopped talking, lost the words and mama again, ma. And he comprehended me Like I would, like he, he and I were so connected. So that the pediatrician was like, as long as he comprehends you, as long as he comprehends you. Hmm. And I was like, something's wrong. He's just not turning to his name. Something's up. So I just made an appointment to go get his ears checked. I like without anybody, you know, the doctor's like, no, no, no. I I went and made an appointment, a specialist had his hearing checked. And like he did the first test where they do the wand to see if there's fluid and then dad took him into the box where they do the beeps. And as soon as she shut the door to the box, she turned to me and she's like, he's got fluid in his ears. So everything sounds like this and I can't hear. Oh and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. You, you just so then, yeah, you had that hunch. I knew yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it turns out we had to get tubes in his ears mm-hmm. and, and a little bit of speech lessons because because then he didn't really recognize how to say things like he could before. Right. He lost all that. And now he's thriving and doing great. But it's just like one of those things you have to listen to your gut. Yes. Of like, I think something's up and you're always right. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Oh my goodness. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Let's see. Is there a philosophy that you live by? Get an education. And then, and then work. I just always wanted to work to have my independence and be the best that I could at whatever I was doing, whether it was something I was passionate about or not, just be the best at what you're doing. And when I had miles, I thought for sure, I'm going to go right back to work. Cause that's what I am. I've always worked my whole life and nothing's going to change. Had them that changed. But then when it came time to figure out what I wanted to do, the whole philosophy of like just working to work changed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work and do something that made him proud. So I've always had that philosophy of like work hard, work hard. You'll, you know, be successful as you work harder. And then, you know, having him, I was like, now I need to work hard. And for him. And having him made me realize our, you know, our planet, our environment's in trouble because I brought him into this earth. I need to help do my part to make it better. So I was like, how can I work and do that? And that's where this kind of all came from. So my philosophy has always been like, just find something to do and work hard at it. And I'm so happy after having him, it's something for him and not just for myself. And where can my listeners find you? 
You can follow me on Instagram. It's at spin and give all written out. I believe we're on Facebook too, which is the same handle at spin and give. And then I did recently join Twitter. I think it's like uh, spin underscore give. And then there is a TikTok, but I have like a teenage girl helping me run it. <laughs> and I, I have no idea, you know, you'll just type in spin and give and it'll probably pop up. Yeah. So, so cute and so into fashion. And she has some of my like teenage stuff. I, you know, I want to move on to young adults and I eventually do want to move on to, to grown ups. I need a bigger warehouse for that. (laughs) (laughs) But I eventually, you know, and I want it to open up to just everybody. So you can follow me at BitBitVanMater too. It's B-I-T-B-I-T-V-A-N-M-A-T-R-E. And that's my personal account. So I do a lot of like switch over to both, but you can see me and my family get to a little bit more personally. But yeah, and then online on our on our website, we just added, it's called Brit's Closet. So it's mm-hmm. a new uh, drop-down menu. And I started writing a blog. I just posted my first one. <laughs> and, yes. and just all the um, news pieces I've done recently and podcasts with, with like you and everybody is posted on there. So you can listen and really hear longer, you know, bits of what we're doing. So yeah, go to the website and check that out and just follow us. The more followers, the better, right? So that's incredible. Moving and shaking. Thank you for this work. Uh, Thank you. Amazing, Brittany. I enjoy doing it. And and, um, I want to work with more organizations that are like us and and more people that want to help and support. And, you know, all you can do is just, you know, resale and, and donate to small boutiques that will make sure your stuff gets sold. And, and, um, and also, you know, donating it to organizations where, you know, it goes straight onto the backs of the people that need it. You know, there's, there's women's shelters, there's refugees, there's so many, so many organizations where, you know, those clothes are being used for good purpose and not ending up on a barge. So. Absolutely. I can't wait to get my kids involved. Yes. Yeah. Donate your kids' clothes too. I, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I mean, I have three under five. So oh, wow, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's really easy to donate. Um, yeah. What uh, the process is, is just, you know, email at info at shopspinandgive.com. I will send you, you know, sort of a form to kind of give me your information, where you are. Sometimes I'll just come pick it up from you. Mm-hmm. Like on a weekly, monthly, year, whatever, however long you want, you know, if you're local, if you're out of state like you, I'll send you these compostable bags that are huge and you just shove it in there and send it to me and we oh, sort wow. through it and then we, and we get it up online. Done and done. Yay. Thank you yep. for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What a fun and refreshing interview with Brittany Venmater. Thank you so much for your time, Brittany. I'm so thankful to call you a friend and mentor and someone in my corner. Now, I'm sure everyone listening is already on the Shop, Spin, and Give website and are either perusing the styles to buy clothes for their kids or are already thinking of the kids that they can donate and have featured on the site. It's amazing how you are helping the planet and are 
creating the shift on us being more sustainable and more eco-conscious and not adding waste to our world. So, so important. You can tune into other episodes of the podcast on thatstotalmomsense.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. We have some great guests this season from Daphne Oz to Malika Chopra to Daniela Monet. So check out their episodes online. If you just want to say hi or send in your feedback, write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. And of course, subscribe if you aren't already part of the tribe and rate and review That's Total Mom Sense. It helps a ton. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time. That's Total Mom Sense.